What's up, guys, and welcome to episode number six of the 25 Feet High podcast. I'm your host, Cade White, and we got Zach Gibbs joining us here in just a second. And uh, we're going to finally do that long, elusive squirrel hunting podcast that Zach's been talking about the past two podcasts. Uh, so we're going to get started with it. But first, we'd like to thank you guys for listening and um, go straight into thanking our, all of our supporters of the podcast. First off, Black Eagle Airs. Black Eagle Airs provide serious, superior air technology from the tournament trail to the hunting woods. Black Eagle Arrow has you. Check them out on their website, blackeagleairs.com. Threads Custom Bowstrings. Threads Custom Bowstrings is family owned and operated, providing the fastest turnaround in the industry on your pre-stretched strings. If you are in the market for a new set of strings, call Threads Custom Bowstrings. Tell them 25 high sent you. Last but not least, Native Sense. Native Sense is a truly Alabama owned and farmed deer urine scent company. 100% natural, collected for hunters, native sense we get results all right guys so uh we really appreciate y'all staying tuned with us and we're about to get this thing rocking welcome to episode number six of the 25 feet high podcast good man i'm so grateful for the lord allowing me to part this this beautiful bar. i got a freaking giant bass 25 feet high baby this is awesome What's going on, guys? My name's Zach. We're finally doing the Squirrel Hunting Podcast. I know you've all been waiting for it. I've mentioned it once or twice, maybe six times. I don't remember. I think enough for everybody to know that listens that we've been talking about doing this. Oh, yeah. So we brought on South Alabama, Panada part of Florida, premier squirrel specialist, Mr. Zach Gibbs. Glad to be here tonight. <laughs> now, I mean, to be fair, uh, to be fair, to be fair, if you watch Letter Kenny, you know. But uh, to be fair, um, I really have only hardcore squirrel hunted in Alabama. I've only killed a few squirrels in Florida, and they they were out of my backyard, so doesn't really count. But that's my experience with squirrel hunting is squirrels in my backyard. But the goal for today is to give you a rundown of of just general information and how to get in the woods and squirrel hunt in South Alabama. All right, so first off, Zach, clarify, what type of squirrels are we hunting here in Alabama? Well, I would, there's three different species of squirrels that are native to Alabama, and those three types of squirrels, first off is obviously the gray squirrel, otherwise known as the cat squirrel or the, uh, well, I think that's about it. I mean, I've heard them called cat squirrels and gray squirrels and I've only ever. tree rats, whatever. But uh, either way, that's the most common type, common species of squirrel in Alabama. That's the type that's mainly sneaking into your bird feeders behind the house. Typically, yeah. I mean, we don't get a whole lot much else, but you you typically see them run across the road, get run over by cars and stuff. And they're, I mean, they're everywhere. Is the gray squirrel, and then you have the much less common but still 
here is the fox squirrel. And the fox squirrel are a lot larger. They have a ton of different colors. But at least in South Alabama, I know in other areas of Alabama, they're a lot more common. But in South Alabama, I maybe see one every hunting season. Like, they're super rare around here. I've seen a few at my club. Um, actually, when I was younger, I killed one. We we went out there during, during squirrel season. And we were mainly getting ready for deer season. And we were walking, and I always carry I – I used to carry my little 20-gauge with me whenever we did that stuff for snakes and stuff like that. And I killed one, and I, uh, I, I wanted to get it mounted – you know, cape, uh, pretty much caped it out, put it in the freezer, and that was the same year a hurricane came through, like <laughs> a few days after the fact, and I had it frozen in our fe- freezer, and the hurricane came through and knocked out all of our power, and burnt uh, it, burnt the thing. Still makes me sick. Now I hadn't seen one since, and I've always wanted to get one mounted. My dad actually has one mounted. I'm, I think you've seen it before yeah. in my house, but he's got one of the. Uh, one of the more common colors, it's black with, a, I'm pretty sure, a silver face. Yeah. And, I mean, you get, most of the time you'll see them in other areas. They're like, they kind of, I know like in Arkansas and in northern Alabama and northern Mississippi and Tennessee, stuff like that, you'll get a fox squirrel that looks a lot like a gray squirrel, but a lot bigger and it's got a black face, which I don't think I've ever seen one of those around here. Most of the time we get the black ones with the silver back, a silver face, and then there'll be like red ones with different colored faces. And yeah, the one I killed was um, it was kind of predominantly red, reddish mm-hmm. on the, through its back and stuff, and then it had like a black ring around its face, and it was like silver nose kind of. Yeah, ish. I've seen a lot of different colors. Like every time I see one on the side of the road or something. I stop and I like I, I can be doing sixty miles an hour down the road. I I pull off to the side and stop and watch it for a minute. Hit that little skirt skirt. Yeah, <laughs> I just love fox squirrels, and I never have actually I've never killed one, mainly because there's so few of them that I'm hoping one day eventually there will be a whole lot more of them, and there'll be more of a huntable population of them. But I've never killed one, but I, I, I normally just admire them when I'm in the woods. And like I said, they've got tons of different colors. They're really cool to see. And yeah, I, yeah. I actually had one this past season. I was hunting in one spot and had one like 20 yards away from me. And uh, I can't remember what color it was, but I got, I got like a lot of video of it. We never used the footage, but I got a lot of footage of it. And got to film it and got to hear it bark and everything. And it was a really cool experience. I watched it for like 30 minutes. Yeah, and I remember now that I did a, um, I well, got one of, a, I was hunting out at, on the public land. It was the first year we started hunting together. Mm-hmm. And um, that was when we start. well, it was the first year we started videoing a little bit. And I was hunting on a piece of that public land near your club and i recorded one and i think i used some of that in one of our like little promo facebook videos i think i found yeah. it and re and used it it was just sitting there and it was i mean i think i videoed that squirrel for like 10 minutes i mean they're they're cool creatures yeah. i think bushy tails is another word for them another name of them bushy tails <laughs> so 
we also have fox squirrels are really cool. I love them, but I don't hunt them just because there's not not very many of them at all. And the last type of squirrel in Alabama, the third species, is the common or the southern flying squirrel. And they're a very very small squirrel. They have really really soft fur, and uh, they have like a membrane like loose skin around their sides where they can they don't actually fly they just jump and then they spread out that membrane and they soar they kind of glide yeah they're really cool creatures and unless they get in your uh get in your shooting house and eat a hole in the side and build a nest and everything and scare the the crap out of you about opening day of gun season (laughs) but what, 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 go ahead. Oh. No. Either way, uh, I actually uh, went into this one shooting house and found a perfectly um, dried out and preserved flying squirrel tail. Just the tail. And I actually, I picked it up and I figured out what it was and I said, that's pretty cool and I kept it. I still have it in my room. <laughs> that's a little weird. Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> But, yeah, I, I've seen a few of those, not many. They look like, um, I don't know if you can still buy them now, but they look like the little sugar glider things that you can buy, like flea markets. Have you seen that? Yeah. They, they look like a slightly bigger version of those. Yeah, they're very similar, yeah. Flying squirrels are cool, and I'm not 100% sure, but the way it sounded like on a- Outdoor Alabama, it sounded like they are legal to kill, but not many, they're not, not, not many of them get killed because they're nocturnal. Well, I really don't see the point of shooting them anyway, because it's not like, I mean, the point of squirrel hunting, in my mind, any type of hunting that I do is I'm going to eat the animal, and there, there can't be much meat on no, that. No, there's thing, not. So. And there's also another thing is why I wouldn't want to really eat them is because one of their, they eat, like, fox squirrel and gray squirrel eat nuts and berries and stuff, and the flying squirrel does too, but it also eats insects and dead animals. I didn't know that until just a few minutes ago. <clears throat> yeah, that's a, that's a no for me, dog. <laughs> and they're only a couple ounces, so it's not like you're going to get a meal out of them. Yeah, yeah. Unless you, you just keep that, just take it, just skin it, just put the whole thing on a kebab, <laughs> grill it out nice and Throw slowly. the whole thing in the fryer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anything tastes good if you put enough Tony's sashers on it. That's a fact. <laughs> All right, so we got the regular gray squirrel, fox squirrel, flying squirrel. That's the three main squirrels. Or the three that's native to the South Alabama. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're in Florida. All of those three would be right here in Florida, too. Yeah. Um, so, what's the, what's the season? I mean, when this podcast releases, I'm pretty sure it's going to be in season. So, what what is the seasons on them? So, the season starts this year. It could change year to year, but this year it starts September 14th in Alabama. And I think in Florida, it's like October, it's later, it's like October 15th, October 20th, somewhere around there. And in Alabama, it extends till 
like the first of March or second of March, something like that, early March. So it goes from September the 14th to March. Yeah. I don't remember the exact day that it closes, but yeah, it goes it extend it's a very long season. You got a lot of opportunity to get out and hunt them. So was, I, mean, I I think that's pretty cool. So remember to throw that small game head in your quiver this year. Yep. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool if you could if you kill one, um we'll cook it up at the camp one one night. We'll do a catch and cook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, catch and cook. Emphasis on the catch. Kill and cook. Shoot and cook. <laughs> All right, so my idea pretty much squirrel hunting is taking I mean, I don't ever do it, so my if I think I'm gonna go squirrel hunting, my idea is to grab a twenty gauge shotgun with a you know, with some more bird shot type shells and just walk through the woods and hope you see a squirrel. Is is there any or tell me since you actually do this, what what would you conceive to be the right way to squirrel hunt? Well, honestly, there's a few different ways to squirrel hunt. I usually, I mean, 90% of the time, I'll carry my 17 HMR, which is definitely overkill for squirrels, but it's legal. And if you get, the, if you get a headshot, you have no loss of meat, and you guarantee that that squirrel's not going to get away. <laughs> So why not a like a if you're gonna shoot a gun like that why not a, like a twenty two long rifle or a twenty two short even? Well, the reason I shoot my tw- my seventeen is uh, just because it's an awesome gun. It's super accurate, and uh, those longer shots like every now and then, especially in later season when there's no leaves on the trees, when you're shooting like this past year I shot in uh, me and my dad went squirrel hunting just after deer season ended in february and i had the first shot i got was over 60 yards and you know that's a whole lot easier shot to pull off when you got a three three to nine by 40 on top of a 17 than it is if you got anything on a 22 you know um, all right so i'm most of the time like I know every now and then you'll catch somebody doing a squirrel hunting episode on like the like the outdoor sportsman channel, that type of stuff. Most of them guys use air 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 rifles like Gamo or Benjamins, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Why why wouldn't you use something like that just just for the simple fact you like to be able to stretch it out a little bit further because. Well, I mean, a lot of those a lot of those air rifles are really impressive these days. Like they can, I I know there's air rifle competitions now where they shoot it like with those fancy match grade uh, air rifles. They can shoot it out to like a couple hundred yards and be pretty accurate. But I I just like the 17. It's a lever action Henry, so it's I don't know. I just like shooting it. But I do have a an air rifle that would would work. I just don't carry it. It would. It probably would be better because it's a lot quieter and wouldn't spook as much. But I don't know. I like I'm, to hear that seventeen torch <laughs> off. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that air rifle is like a pretty uh, air air rifle competitions. That's like a. I may be wrong, but I think it's like an Olympic thing, dude. I think uh, they do do because I um, I, you know you know um Evan 
Evan Williams, the Hoyt shooting staff coordinator. Yeah. Um, not the not the bourbon or the whiskey. Evan Williams <laughs> is a is a guy that works at Hoyt that we've known for I've known for quite a while. And uh he he used to do that in college, I think. he was like I'm pretty sure it was him. He was like really good. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. But no, I mean <laughs> sorry about my chair. <laughs> I mean, the air rifles are definitely a good thing to use, but um, I don't know. I just I just really like that 17. It's very accurate, and you can really stretch it out. And the, the reason I don't shoot a like a shotgun much anymore is because a lot of times you'll shoot a shot. You shoot a squirrel with a shotgun, and you go to clean that squirrel, and it's got a bunch of holes in it, and in those little holes is a bunch of lead and it's not too pleasant to bite down on a piece of squirrel meat and get your teeth cracked by a piece of lead might might makes you might make you tense up just a little bit just a little bit i've never had a tooth chipped by that but i've with birds and squirrels and everything i've had you know i've been into lead before i'm sorry i'm trying to look and see if i if he if it was Evan that did that. Yeah, it was Evan. Um I just went on his Facebook and pulled it pulled it up. See that that That's actually pretty cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like a really legitimate sport. It's really cool. I mean those guys are I've watched some videos on those guys are like crazy accurate with them things and i know a lot of that stuff's free-handed with a rifle yeah yeah i need to stop moving yeah stop (laughs) moving um so going from there what other besides besides a 20 besides your 17 a 410 a 20 gauge even I would not highly not suggest a 12 gauge. I used to shoot a 12 gauge just because you could stretch out a little bit and really knock them out of the tree. But you better make sure they're not right in front of you. <laughs> yeah, you, you rip them apart with a, with a 12 gauge. Yeah. Okay. And then you got 22 long, 22 short. Um, wouldn't wouldn't think a 22 magnum would be a good caliber, would you? I mean, it's it's just like a 17. You you just got to make sure you put it in the right spot. Make sure it's a headshot so you don't waste any meat, really. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what I other actually, what other calibers out there? Or I mean, of course you got all your you got your like 22 air caliber, your .177. I think that's what it is. Yeah. And I mean, I, I don't know. Don't use a BB gun. Yeah, you probably shouldn't. <laughs> I don't know of any other. Uh, calibers but I, I have shot one squirrel with a pistol before a 22 pistol okay that, that was pretty awesome that doesn't sound like the easiest thing to do it wasn't but i got lucky i, I it's 100 percent luck i it was like 20 20 to 25 yards away i shot it out of a tree that little was it single six you had yep that ruger single six those little guns are pretty cool pretty fun to have they're fun to shoot. I uh, used to carry it trapping. Trapping, yeah, that's 
It's a good mm. good gun to trap with because you can shoot those subsonic twenty two shorts, and like if you're trapping during deer season or something, nothing hears it really. All right, so Zach, tell tell me a little bit about how you how you go out and how you hunt. Hold on. Okay, so the the a lot of the big time like squirrel hunters, uh, and small game hunters, they talk about two different, basically two different seasons. And it's like early season and late season. But the way they refer to it is leaves on or leaves off. And in the early season, like in September, October, November, even on to December around here, um, that whole early season there's going to be still be leaves on the trees. And it's a during that time, it's usually a lot easier to sort of sneak up on a squirrel and... Uh, with like stalk hunting, just which is basically just walking through the woods, it's a lot easier to stalk up on those squirrels and them not see you from a distance, and they won't hear you as much because there's not dry leaves on the ground, stuff like that. You can get closer, typically, during the leaves on type of season, and then during the later season, which is when I do a lot more of my squirrel hunting. Um, you can't really get as close and the squirrels can see you a lot farther and they're typically keying in on slightly different types of feed. Like in the early season, they're almost definitely going to be eating acorns out of the tree. They're going to be pulling acorns off of the branches and they're going to be up in the trees most of the day. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's a lot easier to get close basically. And you can hear them a lot. You can see the leaves moving in the trees. and But, like, during the later season, those squirrels have buried their acorns, and they're going to be running around on the ground a lot. And that's when a lot of people take out their dogs, which I don't – I've never hunted squirrels behind a dog, but I really want to one day. But that's the best time to really get a squirrel – get a dog chasing a squirrel to run it up a tree. But, I, I mean, I – I'll do the stalk hunting pretty much all year round. It's just a lot of fun to me. You okay? So you went out into the um, you went out in the woods. You went squirrel hunting, and you had a really successful morning or evening or whatever day you went. And you, now you're gonna go home, and you are going to cook them. And so we like we talked about we we if we can get one, we might do a little catch and cook video which actually sounds like it would be relatively easy to find a squirrel oh, yeah. to do that. Um, so just briefly or tell us about how you would prepare that, prepare that squirrel. Well, there's a lot of different ways to prepare a squirrel. I mean, it's just, there's so many things you can do with a squirrel. It's, it's just so much stuff you can get into, but, Typically, like, the majority of the time that I, uh, I need to stop moving. I've already said that, but I, I don't know why I'm rotating in my chair. It's squeaking like crazy. But, uh, either way, um, the, the, the majority of the squirrels that I get, what I'll do with them is I'll quarter them out, kind of like a deer. I'll get the front shoulders and the rear shoulders, and it's pretty, it's actually a decent amount of meat. It's a lot more than you would expect to come off of a squirrel. And I typically will throw in that midsection because there's a lot of good meat on there too. But um, 
mostly it's just the quarters. And what I, I like to do is just bread them up, put them in milk for a few minutes, and then dip them in the flour or cornmeal or whatever. And then I will put them in a pan with a little bit of olive oil and just pan fry them. And just pan fry them till they're done. Make sure you got some rice cooking on the side. And uh, when you get done with the squirrel, you should be close to getting done with getting your rice done. And you'll take some flour and some water and pour in the, in that pan that you fried the squirrels in and make you up some gravy. And the way you do that is you put some water in there, put some flour in there, put some water in there, put some flour in there. And just mix it up until you get the right consistency, whatever consistency you like. And then you... About the time you get done with your flat with your uh, gravy, your uh, your rice should be done, and you'll scoop up a big, big slab of rice, or what, I don't know what you would call just a, a lot of rice, a decent amount of rice. Plateful. Yeah, just about a plateful, and then you put a couple squirrel quarters on top of your rice, and then you drizzle that gravy right over the top of it, and that's just a pure southern treat. <laughs> so. Pretty much up until the great point, you kind of cooking them like a lot of people cook frog legs. Kind of, yeah, pretty much. I like to put, uh, I can't remember what season we typically use, probably some Tony Saturese or something like that. And, of course, salt and pepper, S&P the choice for me. <laughs> How many letter Kenny references can we fit in the one episode? <laughs> Better figure it out, bud. <laughs> Just let that one marinate a little bit. <laughs> um, but is there anything that we haven't covered that you kind of want to just touch bases on a little bit? I mean, if you're hunting squirrels, pretty much year the whole season long, you're just looking for acorns. You're looking for oak trees. There's going to be squirrels. And I also want to point out that if you're deer hunting and you hear a ton of squirrels barking, then as soon as... Whenever you get ready to shoot some squirrels, you know where to go. Another thing, deer tip, deer hunting tip. If you hear a bunch of squirrels, or if, you, if you're if you hunting and you are uh, not, I mean, I guess particularly hunting a deer or just hunting for meat in general, and you're in your stand and you hear a squirrel barking. Especially the, earlier in the day. Early in the day, a squirrel barking. They barking at the they'll bark at deer. Oh yeah. And I can't tell you how many times like I've heard a squirrel barking and and I'll be you know kind of getting ready just in case of something I want to shoot. Oh yeah, I know, that's definitely something I've noticed is squirrels bark at just about anything. Probably because everything's trying to kill them. I mean, maybe not a deer, but everything that moves through the woods just about is trying to kill a squirrel. Every time they hear something or see something, they're like, ooh, I need to bark at that and let everybody know something's coming through. Yeah, they're not on the top of the predator list. Not really. <laughs> they're they're way on down in the food chain in Definitely. South Alabama. Actually, they're probably dang near the bottom. The only yeah. thing that they can do that is they can, they can sure run through those trees. You ever you ever been sitting in the woods and seen them running through the trees and see one miss the limb or something and fall <laughs> at the ground? <laughs> no, I've never actually seen that, but, I mean, I've been squirrel hunting one time and had one just watching it jump through the trees coming my way, and then as soon as the thing sees me, it just disappears. And I can walk around 360 around every tree in that area and never see that squirrel. 
I've had one walk uh, when I was in my climber, jump on the trails in and like walk all the way down it to like five feet above me. And then you're like, oh, you're not a tree. <laughs> and it <laughs> run away. <laughs> yeah, I've had something similar happen to me. But, but yeah, I mean, it's a great way to get out in the woods. It's a great way to get kids into hunting is getting them into squirrel hunting because there's a, typically a decent amount of action. And, I mean, if you can find oaks or really anything that those squirrels are eating, which is typically some sort of nut, you know, oak, hickory, chestnut, something like that, um, you're going to find squirrels. And, you know, it's just a lot of fun. And they're actually a lot tastier than most people would expect. Yeah, I've, I've, I've never really hunted them, but I've, I've ate a few. They're pretty good. Uh, they're kind of, I guess if I was going to put it in words, they're kind of like a, they're kind of like a chicken meets frog leg. I've never actually had frog legs, so I'd have to. I don't know. Like I, the, the the texture of it is kind of like a frog leg, but it's got some of the taste of like it's like a taste of kind of chicken to it. Um, I know there's really nothing like it. There's nothing that tastes like a squirrel. Like you cook up a squirrel the right way, I mean it tastes like squirrel. And who knows? I I may have not had the best time, best cook cooking. <laughs> I don't know. I've never cooked it myself. And I know if you get like an older squirrel, that's I mean, if you get a a squirrel that's noticeably a lot larger than the other squirrels, it's probably a what they call a boar in the small game industry, which that means a male. I don't know why they call them boars, but they call them boars, and that'll be a big male squirrel, and they're typically a lot tougher because they're a lot older, and you can throw that in the crock pot and do just about anything you could imagine that needs some meat you can do barbecue uh you can do um like a like barbecue like a pulled pork you can uh put them in fajitas if you wanted to uh you can do just about anything that needs meat put the put one of those tougher squirrels in the in the crock pot and let it simmer for a while Uh, so since uh this just popped in my head uh and I figured since we're already talking about eating something that's kind of weird, I mean, generally, you know, squirrels would be considered is considered kind of weird to eat by a lot of people, you know. Um, even though I know they taste pretty good, but what um, what's the weirdest thing you've ever ate? Far as like something you could go out and kill or trap or and hunt. What's the weirdest thing you've ever ate? I haven't really experimented too much with like wild game i don't know uh i did cook a squirrel over an open fire and it like half of it was like charred so bad that it you couldn't even pull any meat off of it but i think deer heart maybe that's a really really good cut of meat honestly it's deer heart i will never leave a deer heart in the woods after i tried it okay well that's not extremely weird but there's not a lot of people in this area that do that. But I've and those people them. are wrong. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean that's just my opinion. I've had deer heart, and after having one, I will never leave one in the woods. I think it was uh, was it Stephen Ranella? Yeah, that he he did a whole on his meat on meat eater. He did a video 
of him cooking a, a heart. And uh, I, I don't know if it was a whitetail heart or nothing, but he, he cooked it kind of similar to how you just described earlier described cooking the the squirrel. Like he did it, he fried, like, like kind of kind of fried it in a pan, then made gravy and put it on rice and cooked it that way. That sounds pretty weird, though. But I really, whenever, I would try it. Oh yeah, whenever uh, we go elk hunting, probably hopefully next year, the next couple years, something like that. Um, one thing I want to try, which I learned off of Meat Eater, is one of Daniel Boone's favorite meals. It is elk, liver, and onions. And you basically, from what I've heard, you put a, you soak the elk elk liver, which you can do it with any animal, any uh, hooved animal, I'd imagine. Um, you take the liver, you put it in a in a pan or a bowl of water, and you squeeze like a full lemon into it. And what the lemon does is it pulls some of that irony blood flavor out of it, and then you slice the liver real thin. And you put onion slices in there too, and you just sear, sear it, simmer it in a pan, pretty much. See, that doesn't sound good to me. I don't like. I have never tried a type of liver that I like. I mean, I I, I don't know if it'd be good. It's just something I want to try, just yeah. to say I did it, pretty much. Yeah, um, the weirdest thing I've ever ate. Uh, I guess the weirdest thing would be uh, barbecue raccoon. Really? Yeah. And it didn't taste bad. It was just real slimy like. Yeah, I've heard it's real greasy. Yeah, real yeah, real greasy and slimy like and I got a buddy who actually like he he was raised to where anything he killed, no matter what it was, he had to eat it. And he would trap and whatever and kill raccoons every now and then and he would put them put basically from what I heard, at least, he put pretty much all of the meat of a raccoon in a crock pot and then mix it into, like, rice and something, have, like, raccoon and rice. And he brought it to my house one day and said, here, try some of this. And I was like, nope, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, I've heard beaver's really good, too, like, something odd. But it, I've heard it's really good. It's not near as greasy as a raccoon, but it tastes kind of similar. I... Is there a wild game that you would that that you would just say no? I'm not going to try that. Either possum or skunk, probably both of them. I would. I was. I was going to say armadillo. Oh, definitely. So those three: <laughs> yeah. possum, skunk, and armadillo. Those are the three things that I I would never eat. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I would want to touch any of those either. No, there's a lot of things that I would. If, I would eat if you had. If you had all three of those on the table and had a gun to my head and I had to eat one of them, I think it would be the possum. Yeah, but that, <laughs> it would have. It would definitely have to be cooked well done because I know they eat dead stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, skunks just taste their smell too bad to think about it. I mean, honestly, skunks are to me are one of the most beautiful wild game animals. I just think it looks super cool with a super weird defense mechanism. Yep. If I, that's one thing. I one day I would not mind having a de-skunked skunk as a pet, but it would definitely have to be de-skunked. 
I would think so. <laughs> I've heard of people unless not... you like bathing in tomato juice every single night of your life. I've heard of people not de-skunking them and just raising them from a very young age age to where they don't spray, but that's way too high of a risk for me. Yeah, if they sprayed once, just think about how long it would take to. You'd have to sell the house for like a <laughs> tenth of its va- of its value, and then move and kill the skunk. <laughs> Be free, be wild. But I know this is definitely a shorter podcast, guys. And uh, I I know it's a little bit different subject than what we typically talk about. But Zach really wanted to do it. So I made him pretty much write me out a a questionnaire (laughs) to ask him to talk about it. But... I, I really do appreciate y'all listening. And There uh, will be a squirrel hunting video before long. I, I, I've never killed a squirrel in like early season. I've only killed a handful of squirrels like before deer season. So I, I, I want to get on that early season squirrel game. Give it a shot. So I, hopefully I'll make a video about that. Yeah. If I can have any luck. Which and, I should be able to. And that may be posted before or after this podcast. It just depends. Um... Yeah, well, we know we can't get out there and do it anytime soon because we're about to have a hurricane coming through and it's yep. not quite season yet. So, But, um, yeah, I really appreciate y'all uh, listening. Zach, is there anything that you want to finish up here before we do our old sign-out? I just want to say, if, if you don't have any other thing, if you got a 22 and you want to learn anything about woodsmanship, about getting out in the woods, go out and try some squirrel hunting. It's a, it's definitely a, an interesting experience to do it, and I, I would highly recommend it to anybody, especially if you're trying to get into the outdoors. Yeah, it's always better to get out there and uh, get exposed to different things. Don't be scared to get out there and try, try something new and enjoy the great outdoors. Enjoy God's creation. Uh, remember, He gave us domain over these animals, and we really appreciate y'all listening to us and um, always remember to live life 25 high we'll see y'all later